Entrepreneur on Fire, episode 243. Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John Dumas. Hola, Fire Nation. Want to see your team face-to-face when you meet and collaborate? With GoToMeeting with HD Faces, you can. Try it free for 30 days. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code FIRE. Over three dozen companies on the Inc. 500 list got their start through LegalZoom. Now that sounds like a good choice. Visit LegalZoom.com to find the service that's right for you and enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Allie Rittenhouse. Allie, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. (laughs) All right, I love it. Allie is a digital diva and tech cheerleader. She has a talent for unpacking digital mysteries into simple steps. Allie is on a mission to activate a new generation of tech-powered trailblazers, Entrepreneurs who bust stereotypes, build six-figure empires, and show the world who's boss. Given Fire Nation just a little overview, Allie, but take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you, and then give us an overview of your business. Awesome. Well, I am um, from a very small town in Ohio. Um, I'm from Sydney, and when I tell people I'm from Sydney, most people are like, oh, Australia, and I'm like, (laughs) no, Sydney, Ohio. And you're blonde. (laughs) And I'm blonde, yes, yes. Um, I have uh, been here my entire life, and there's only like 22,000 people here, so it's a really small town, and uh, I've been, let's see, I went to college to learn how to be like a geek coding and computers and all of that great stuff that I'm not really using too much into my business right now. And that's all fabulous. Um, I have a daughter and I have an ex-husband that I'm dating, living with, bought a house together again. We're trying it all over. Congrats. So yes, yes. We ha- our daughter is 13. So um, we've got a cute little house with our mini farm of two dogs, two cats, a bearded dragon. <laughs> I think that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we are going to do a deep dive into your business later on. So thank you for giving a little bit of a personal background. That just really kind of helps us bring it all around. And I grew up in a town of 2,200 people, so I definitely get that small town feel. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Ours is, um, the town that we live in now, like I said, there's about 22,000, but we did live in a, a town when we first were married about probably that size. Um, and it was a little too small for me. Yeah, it's cozy. It's cozy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and I, I started my business about eight years ago. It'll be eight years. It's now June. So it is now eight years. Oh, um, wow. Congratulations yeah. on that. Thank That's you. a legitimate time frame for a business. Yes. And, um, it, you know, in business owner years with the online world, that's like 72 years. Yeah. That's exactly what dog years is. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So Allie, we are going to get way into that later on in the interview, but we love starting entrepreneur on fire off with a success quote to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. Awesome. Well, mine is 
it's a little different than what maybe you've heard on other podcasts, but um, it is. it says to be a weed. A weed is a plant that has mastered every survival skill except for learning how to grow in rows. And that is from Doug Larson. And I just love it. I, I've always felt like um, I went to a private school, you know, and, and everybody was like supposed to be in these lines, you know, and you were supposed to conform and you go to college and you do all these things that are supposed to happen. And for me, I never felt like that really worked well for me. So um, being a weed was actually like a huge inspiration when I saw it about a year and a half ago. It's actually um, might actually inspire a tattoo that I've been looking at. But um, yeah, it's really inflicted into my life. But um, (laughs) you know, I mean, think about like they they always have, you know, the the weeds that um, they're dandelions, but they they go into the seed form, right? When they're white and you can blow them into the wind. Um, That is always what I see a picture of when they say to be a weed. And, you know, if you think about dandelions, I mean, those suckers never go away. It takes a lot to kill them. So, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to be strong and you always have to like, you know, people are going to try to shoot, you know, uh, we'd be gone on you all the time, but you know, you just have to keep sprouting up and, you know, just, just keep on putting your seeds out there as an entrepreneur. So, and I love that visualization of when the dandelion actually becomes Mm -hmm. in its seed form and you blow it and you kind of spread the love, you spread the inspiration and motivation to where the winds may take it. And that's kind of how I look at entrepreneur on fire as a podcast is I'm, you know, kind of blowing this podcast into the wind and it's reaching 145 countries. So that's a great analogy. I love that for so many reasons. But Allie, just really quickly, give us a specific example of where you actually were a weed in a story, in a situation <laughs> in your life and how that helped you. Um, well, let's see. So I guess my story always kind of starts out with, I was a high school dropout. And, um, you know, so for me, it was like, that was like my, my failure, you know, my thing. And, I, it was the thing that was tripping me up from starting my business, right? I had gotten my GED with very high, you know, uh, percentiles or uh, grades. And then um, I went to college and I did really well. But I still was like, oh my God, I'm a high school dropout. There's no way anybody's going to want to work with me as a business owner. And so that was like this like failure, this obstacle that I had to get over. And what I found out when I started my business and I actually was putting my story out there that like happened about the maybe four or five year mark where I started actually uh, using my story to inspire people. It was like people were taking, or I was taking that dandelion and I was spreading those seeds of inspiration out to any, everybody. And it was like, okay, I had, I was a high school dropout and then I was a teen mom and then we were getting divorced and I was trying to start a business. So all of these failures that I had in my life that I thought, oh my gosh, they're just going to beat me down. Like, you know, I'm never going to be able to conform to that line. Um, When I started putting them out there as seeds of inspiration, it was amazing how receptive people were and how people were like, holy cow, you have done all of this despite all of these, you know, ways that people would be like, no, you're not going to be successful. So I guess that's my my weed story. <laughs> well, Ali, I love that weed story. And it's actually a great segue into our first major topic today. 
And that is failure. That's challenges and obstacles that entrepreneurs face every single day on certain levels. So share with us a time in your journey when you really failed, when you came up against a massive obstacle that you had to dig deep to overcome. And how did you overcome that? I thought that I was not going to be able to start my business because of all the failures that I had in my past, right? Like it was that that huge obstacle that I just... I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. I couldn't see any positive. I thought I was going to be stuck making $10 an hour at my administrative job for the rest of my life. You know, take us there. We want to actually hear the story. We want to be there with you when you were about to take that leap. And if that's your story, let's hear it. Okay. All right. So take you back about eight years ago. Um, I was in this administrative job where I was only making $10 an hour and my boss was um, not a nice boss. He was like, you know, felt like he was inferior to women. And so um, one day I was in his office and I had this idea in my head like that I was starting this and I was taking classes for it. So I was moving into the entrepreneur world. But one day um, he kind of like pulled me into his office or I pulled him. No, 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 no. I take that back. I pulled him. I wanted to go into his office because he was not paying me commission on something that I had kind of like deserved. I'd worked really, really hard for it. And, um, he, he was saying that he didn't, he felt that he had done more work than I did. And I didn't deserve that commission. And, you know, we kind of went back and forth and he sent me home that day to, to think about, um, how I was in his office, you know, asking for this commission that I deserved. And so I went home that day and I told my husband at the time, I was like, I really think this is the time. I really think this is that time that I need to move forward on this. And I will tell you that like, after hearing about my idea of starting a business for two years, he was like, really, let's like <laughs> do this. Okay. So, um, so I walked back into my boss's office the next day And after he let me sit there and work for him for another four hours, and it was right before lunch on a Friday where we all got together and had lunch together always every Friday in the office, right? So he pulls me into his office about 1130 and he's like, so did you have time to think about what we discussed yesterday? And I was like, yeah, actually, Pete, I did. And he was like, great. So what do you think? And I was like, yeah, I I still firmly believe that I deserve that commission, that it is in my contract that you owe me. And he was like, well, if that's still how you feel, why don't you go ahead and pack your desk up and, and you can just go ahead and be done. Wow. And I was like, all right, see you later. Like he was not paying me this commission on this placement that I made. So I was like, all right, see you later. And I walked out and started my business. It did take me about two months to get my first client from that. And that first client was a nightmare. It was like the same boss that I had just, you know, left this, this horrible job from. So I had to kind of like revamp and kind of go back to the drawing board and see kind of what I was doing wrong and and kind of look at things. So I I still was like failing as I started my business. And then once I got things together and I started to look at the other side of things and like how I was still continuing the same failure line, right, into my business that I had taken from all of my past failures, like I was like still telling myself that I was a high school dropout and that nobody was going to want to work with me and that, you know, I could only work with these like controlling guys that don't want to let me be my own boss. Right. So once I really like had 
take like revamped my business plan, who I was really going to work with and what I was really going to do with them. And then actually implied it into my business. It was amazing what kind of success I pulled out of that. Um, so, you know, it, it, it's just, I feel like as an entrepreneur and in life, um, I just did the mad run or, um, it's like a 5k obstacle course. Are you familiar yes, with that? I am. I love mm-hmm. that run. Yes. So I just completed that. And when I was going through each obstacle and there was always the choice of you can go around it or you can go through it and try it. Right. And so it really like got me thinking about my life and my business and how, Every, every step, you're going to have an obstacle. And you have the choice to go around it and avoid it, or you can go through it and crush it and like really, you know, kick butt. So with every obstacle that I've had, you know, dropping out of high school, becoming a teen mom, and then we, you know, live in a Catholic world that wanted us to get married and we didn't do that right away. So all of those things were like obstacles that I had to get over. And they were just preparing me for this entrepreneurial world so that I could set it on fire. And so, um, set it on fire. I love it. You're on the right (laughs) podcast to do that, Allie. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, I mean, everybody has obstacles and like, I could probably go on for another hour going more into depth of every obstacle I've over overcome. But that was probably one of the biggest ones that I had. Once I got over that, it was like smooth sailing. The only other um, obstacle I still kind of uh, uh, deal with uh, on a daily basis is getting in my own way and not like putting stuff out there. You know what I mean? Like kind of sitting on it and waiting on it and stuff. So everybody's got those obstacles, but you just gotta, you gotta get through them. Gotta Gotta get through them. And Allie, if you can just in one sentence, just kind of wrap up a clear lesson from these failures and obstacles that you face, you can share with Fire Nation, which is just a group of listeners that are entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, small business owners. What would that one lesson be? To go through the obstacle and not avoid it. I love that symbology. I mean, I've done the mud run myself. I was in the army as an officer, so we used to do obstacle courses all the time. And so that is just what it's all about. And when we did these obstacles, we always did them with a partner. And that partner was a person to boost you up over the wall or to encourage you when you ran out of steam. And that's such... Another great symbol for entrepreneurship is, you know, find that partner, find that person who's going to hold you accountable, who's going to encourage you and motivate you and not let you take the easy way around every now and then. Yes. And I did it with a partner as well. And we did. We, cool. we pushed each other. We stayed through the entire thing. And yes. yes. Oh, congratulations on that, Allie. Thank and you. It's a great segue to our next topic because we've talked about failure and challenges and obstacles because that's part of being an entrepreneur. But part of being an entrepreneur, too, is that bright side, those inspirational moments when those light bulbs come on, which I love to refer to as an aha moment. So share with us a time in your journey, a story when you actually had that light bulb go off and how did you turn that moment into success? It was like five years into business and I was still single, like I was not dating the ex-husband yet. Um, And so when my daughter would be with him, um, I would be working nights and weekends on my business because I enjoyed it. But what I found was then it started taking over into even when she was with me and she would go to bed, I would be working really late to help my clients out because there I, I didn't know of, and there really at this time wasn't, um, anybody that I could refer them out to for this type of technical support that I was, I was helping them with. And, but I, there was only one me and we all know that there's only 24 hours in a day. We can't produce anymore. And you, you know, can only really work 
maybe eight to 10 hours and be successful at it um, before your brain is mush. So (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, what can I do? You know, how can I get this message and get this, this technology pieces out to more entrepreneurs because everybody needed it, right? Everybody was coming to me for the same things, the, the same needs of teaching them this technology. And I was like, what can I do? And that was where like the light bulb came off and it was like, the Geek Labs was born and it was just like, I knew that I had the style of teaching the technology in a way that was simple and easy because I was doing it already one-on-one and I was like, how can I really be able to get this information out to more entrepreneurs? How can you scale? How can you leverage your knowledge, which is so yes. key, so key? Yes, yes. So I knew there had to be a better way. And that was like my aha is when the Geek Labs was born. And I, you know, put all of these ideas, I I took about six months of just like looking at my daily things of what I was doing for all of the entrepreneurs. And then I took that and I put it into a program. And it was like, ding, why didn't I think of this from the beginning? (laughs) It's so (laughs) obvious in hindsight. Exactly. And like, I just went on a speaking gig this weekend. And as we were traveling, you know, people are signing up for the labs. And it's like, yes, this is exactly what I wanted it to do. This is exactly what I wanted my vision to be. And it was definitely that aha moment when it was like, you can do this. You know, you can teach this. You don't have to be a college professor in a college teaching this stuff. Like you can put it out there for the internet and it's really good. I mean, it's not just like putting anything out there. I mean, it's really good stuff. So that was definitely an aha moment that I had and really shifted it from working, um, you know, just one-on-one with clients to be able to reach multiple people, you know, across the globe, just like you. Love that. And I also love your comment. I knew there had to be a better way because I've interviewed now over 250 really successful entrepreneurs. Every (laughs) single time we're talking about different aha moments, they always come back and they're like, I just knew there had to be a better way. I didn't know what that way was, but I went out and I created that better way because I knew what I was doing wasn't optimal. And then that's the progression of their business. So those are just really powerful words. I knew there had to be a better way. And then once you find that better way, like you alluded to, you were just like, well, duh, this was so obvious. I mean, in hindsight, like this is the way it has to be, but it's part of the journey. It's part of what you need to go through as an entrepreneur to really understand and know where you're taking your own personal vision in business. Well, and I had to be doing the work for those five years too, every day, um, in and out to be able to, I guess, have that aha moment of, wow, I've got a lot of knowledge here that a lot of people don't have. That's the key. So Allie, have you had an I've made a moment? I think I'm having one right now. Oh, I love that. (laughs) You're the best. You're my favorite. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, No, I definitely, this year, I will tell you, my song anthem is Girl on Fire. So, I mean, this interview, I mean, they just kind of go hand in hand. So it definitely, this, this moment right now, every day living in the moment, I think is an I've made it moment because once I passed that seven year mark in business, it was kind of like marriage too, you know, it's like, (gasps) wow, you know, that was making it into year one, making it into year five, making it into year seven. Those, those are all huge accomplishments. So I think every day I'm celebrating that I've made it moment. 
And it also helps that I've visited NASA's headquarters as a social media reporter. And (laughs) this year I was voted the most buzzworthy biz babe on the planet. So, you know, those are definite um, good things as well. (laughs) The most buzzworthy biz babe on the planet. That's pretty much my favorite statement I think I've ever heard. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite awards that I've won too. (laughs) I, I just wrote on my vision board, become the next biz bro on the planet. Yes! Oh, we're going to have to get a hold of Mara Glazer to tell her about that. I think she's leaving the guys out. The most buzzworthy biz babe. I want to be the most buzzworthy biz bro. Bro, I love that. Oh, let's... Okay, I love this. I just made another note. This is great stuff. (laughs) So, Allie... Let's move into your current business right now. You have a lot of exciting things going on. You're speaking, you're leveraging your business, you're scaling your time. What is one thing that's really exciting you in your business right now? Well, I am putting together, really, I think this has been my dream since I was like five years old. I am working on uh, my first live event in person. Um, a little, cause I know you like stories. Yes. Um, my dad was an entrepreneur and my grandpa actually started the business. My dad and my aunt took over it and we had this retail storefront. They had a plumbing business. It was before Home Depot and Lowe's and all of those, um, you know, do it yourself places were big. So they also had a retail front for the plumbing business and they had specifically a bathroom that was like a showcase in the window, you know, and then (laughs) right around the corner were this like box of tubing that like was clear and plastic and you could pull it out. So what I used to do as a kid is I would grab that plastic uh, tubing like it was my microphone, right? Because we didn't have wireless microphones then. Every microphone back then had cords. So this was my microphone and I would go and perform on this like little stage, which was the bathroom for everybody that was passing by my dad's business. (laughs) So then, you know, I wanted to be a performer. I thought I was going to be a singer or dancer, which I can't sing and my dancing skills are good, but you know, whatnot. So what I found was at my sister's wedding, when I put that microphone back in my hand, I was like, whoa, you know what I'm supposed to be doing? I am supposed to be speaking. Like not only am I supposed to be teaching this stuff on the internet and leveraging that, but I need to be speaking in front of more people. And that's where I started doing speaking gigs. And then after this one this weekend, it's like, it is time. I am fully putting my energy into my first live event. And I cannot be more excited about it. Um, And I also, because we talked about challenges and obstacles that people, you know, uh, they give you obstacles. Like, so somebody told me, I will never get anybody to Ohio for an event. It's just not going to happen. I'm going to have to throw an event someplace else because nobody's going to come to an Ohio for an event. So, yeah, yeah. Challenge accepted. Yes, yes, that's exactly what I wrote. Yeah, I was like, um, okay, this is happening. So uh, that is probably what I am most stoked about. We are also doing some, you know, other products to help entrepreneurs leverage the launch and things like that. But my in-person event is going to kick some ass and it's going to be in Ohio and people will come here because Ohio is pretty cool. We don't have any beaches or anything like that, but we're still pretty cool. Hey, I mean, let's be honest. Ohio is at least as cool as Omaha and how many financial gurus descend upon Omaha to witness the Oracle of Omaha Warren Buffett every single year. So yeah. if you build it, they will come, Allie. 
have you heard of big Omaha there too? That is like, from what I heard going to be the next South by Southwest. So uh, that was kind of my inspiration um, was big Omaha too. Yep, absolutely. That's interesting you say that because I've been hearing the buzz about big Omaha. (laughs) Yes. So it's going to be like, we're going to have something with Ohio. It's going to be like the cool O to the high O. (laughs) (laughs) So Allie, we only can take a couple minutes to delve into this, but I just really am curious. Share with Fire Nation. You said, you know what? I held that mic in my hands. I was inspired by it. I knew I wanted to share my voice and speak. And so I started speaking. So it's obviously not just that easy. You just don't decide to speak and then start getting speaking gigs. So quickly take us through the actions you took to start becoming a successful speaker sought after. Well, (laughs) I'm a little bit of a contest hoe. I fully admit (laughs) to it. Um, I I, I don't have a problem because I I love them and and, and whatever. But um, the first step that I took was I entered a contest to speak at Tori Johnson from Good Morning America's Spark and Hustle. And and so I went through like this whole video interview process and it was big long and I, I got so I landed that really reputable speaking gig right off the bat. And that really that helped. I mean, I know everybody can't enter contests and stuff like that, but the one thing that I've continued to do that I think most people don't understand is like, I don't wait for people to ask for me to speak at their events. I find the events and I ask them if I can, you know, speak at their event. Let me make my job easier for you. Yeah, exactly. And so it's like, and then they're like, Oh, I've either heard of you or I've not heard of you, but I checked out your website, you know? So it was like, you know, it really did. And I will tell you, I have a, a regular gig on a local lifestyle TV show. And that was the same way that I got these um, uh, segments was I was pitching them. I was like, hey, you need a segment on this. You know, you need to you need to have me on and an interview so I can help people with this. And so I gave them like, you know, this, this way of like, they were like, yeah, absolutely. And so it's kind of the same with speaking gigs, you know, I've gotten told no, because I've pitched myself to like some big women's conferences. And I've gotten told no, but I'm not giving up. They're like, check back next year. Well, you know what, I put that on my calendar and I check back next year. And then they're like, I think I recognize the name Allie Rittenhouse. She sounds familiar. This girl makes the circuit. She's a great speaker. Let's get (laughs) this girl on the show. Yeah, yeah. And like, we just heard back from Tech Week, like, Tech Week said, you know, we didn't really have the room for Chicago because they had to like, you know, pare down some of the the days in Chicago. But they were like, but we are definitely interested in talking with you more about New York or Los Angeles. Well, hello. Okay. You know, (laughs) (laughs) so, you know, you just keep putting yourself out there and don't give up and, and don't wait for people to come to you. Yeah. And go for the no. I mean, if you're not getting no's and you're not putting yourself out there far enough. Exactly, exactly. So, Allie, those are just some great insights across the board. Thank you for sharing that with us. And now let's chat LegalZoom. Affordable what? I'm sorry, I thought you said affordable legal protection. Oh, you did say that? Then you must be talking about LegalZoom. Check this out. LegalZoom offers award-winning services developed by the best legal minds in the country. The great thing about LegalZoom is that every business or family who engages with them gets personalized attention from start to finish. Plus, LegalZoom has a service that can help with just about any kind of legal protection. That's why over 90% of LegalZoom customers would recommend the service to their family. Now that's powerful. 
LegalZoom is not a law firm and provides self-help services at your specific direction, but there's so much more. Now every LLC in incorporation packets includes an easy-to-use business accounting software, a $269 value for free. Be sure to enter FIRE in the referral box at checkout. Start your business, protect your family, and safeguard your assets at LegalZoom.com today. Referral code FIRE. Feeling hot, hot, hot? Summertime is fast approaching, Fire Nation, and kids are getting ready for summer break. But just because it's summer doesn't mean our businesses get a break too. Good news, you can use GoToMeeting with HD Faces to get work done even when you're not in the office. With GoToMeeting by Citrix, it just takes a click to share your screen and work on documents in real time. You can share ideas and work on projects from anywhere. I love GoToMeeting because it allows me to stay connected to my team from wherever I am. And being able to use HD Faces to meet face-to-face online makes working remotely so much more efficient. Try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. For this special offer, visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and use the promo code FIRE. Remember, use the promo code FIRE. GoToMeeting. Meeting is believing. And we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning round. And this is where I get to ask you a series of questions. And you come back at us, Fire Nation, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? It does. All right. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Uh, My story. My story of just what I, you know, some of my failures had was really like bigger than what the wins that I had. So always celebrate your wins and, and look at the little steps that you were taking to move forward and don't let the past hold you back. I mean, for real, it was in the past. It's over. It's done. Let's move forward to the future. Love that. What's the best business advice you've ever received? <laughs> I don't know if it's business or life or a combination of both. And it also came from my husband, but the sh- or get off of the pot because <laughs> that continues to happen. Like the Geek Labs, I had created it for, it was like about a year to a year and a half before I put it out there into the world. And it's just like, sometimes I have to remind myself that it's like, don't or get off the pot, do it, just do it, put it out there. Um, you will be so thankful of the results. Boom. What is something that's working for you right now? being me like there is nobody else out there that is seriously as cool as this tech cheerleader and so you know (laughs) embracing the fact that I'm 32 years old and I could still pass for a high school cheerleader um I am totally embracing that right now and just being myself and and it really is coming through to my audience to my community and everybody is resonating with me with it I mean everybody even like Yeah, like I just real quick, like I was at this event and it was, you know, not a lot of the people that I'm usually around, but they still were just like, oh my gosh, like we love you, you know, because it was just me. (laughs) Great stuff, Allie. Do you have an internet resource like Nevernote that you're just in love with you can share with our listeners? Yes, if Nathan Latka was a little bit older and and my husband wasn't in the picture, I might have to marry him because I absolutely love his product. Hey, yeah, hey, oh, I do. I, you know, I've been a member since Leisure, like even back before it was Leisure. Um, I I love Hey, So it is a resource that I tell everybody that I can about. 
This is really interesting timing, and I have to admit, Al, you're going to be a little bit jealous because I am good friends with Nathan, and I just spent an entire mancation with him and 11 other guys in Denver, Colorado. We were ATVing, dirt biking. We got there Friday night at this ranch. We spent all day Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and just got back at midnight last night, Sunday night. Seriously? Nathan Latka was in the house. I am so, I'm speechless right now. Like, I would have totally crashed your guys' party. It was quite a party. Like I said, it was a mancation. There were 12 of us. So you would have been a welcome addition by about Saturday mornings. We're like, <laughs> there's only dudes here. What are, what are we thinking? <laughs> well, I have, like, I interviewed Nathan. Oh, gosh. It was like... I know at least four years ago. I mean, it was like right when he was like hitting the market. You yeah, know what I right mean? out of Virginia Tech, right around. Yes. He was still at Virginia Tech. Wow. Like, he was still in his dorm room. Yeah, he's at 24 Tech. years old. Mm-hmm. He is amazing. Like, huge inspiration there. He's very honest. He's like, my target market is cougars. Like, that's what he says. <laughs> I did not know that. Yes. He is very <laughs> upfront about that. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, what, so funny. what timely, perfect for me to bring that up then. That for is. Our I can't wait to email him because uh, <laughs> this is the 250th episode. Um, he's oh. actually, he's obviously an amazing entrepreneur on so many levels, but he's never been brought up for whatever reason prior to this. And then I spent an entire weekend with him and other incredible entrepreneurs. And then my first interview, Monday morning, you bring him up. That's just cool stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think we're connected on, like I'm connected to your Facebook page, but I don't think we're personally connected. I seriously, guys, I had no idea about that. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, I love how the world works. I do too. Well, Fire Nation, you can find the links to this resource and everything else that we've mentioned in today's episode by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Allie Rittenhouse. So Allie, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? This is a book that I'm reading right now, and it is like no other book that I've encountered. And it's from The Daily Whip. I don't know if you are familiar with Erica, I'm going to probably say her last name wrong, Liramark, but... Her book is Think Like a Stripper. All right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it sounds it is, like a book for you. Yeah. So it's business lessons to up your confidence, attract more clients, and rule your market. And I, it's just such great forward thinking. You know, I mean, we've got all these books out there about content and SEO and affirmations that you need to make. And this book is like, Seriously, she stripped for like seven or eight years um, before she started her business. And I would have never like you. She comes from a churchy family. You would never guess it. So um, it is definitely a great book that I have actually been recommending to guys, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it sounds like and I don't know this book, but it sounds like it deals a lot with mindset, which is something that people so often overlook. Like you said, SEO can be really important, like content marketing, all this stuff. But you need to get your mindset straight. Mm-hmm. You need to think, you know, like an entrepreneur. You need to think like a businessman before you're actually acting it. Yes, absolutely. Well, Fire Nation, you can get the audio version of this book for free by going to eofirebook.com. It's a gift from Audible for entrepreneur on fire listeners, eofirebook.com. Oh, sweet. Yeah, write that down, Allie. Yeah. Well, I got the book in my hand. (laughs) (laughs) But when you go on those jogs, you want to be able to even consume it more often. Exactly. (laughs) So this is the last question, Allie, but it's my favorite, but it's also tricky. So take your time, digest it, then come back at us with an answer. 
Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? In the next seven days, I would do what I have done in the last eight years all in one week. So I would definitely be making sure that I spend about $150 on my website. Um, I would be grabbing up my email marketing for a dollar. So I'm at what, like $151 now. Yep. I'd grab PayPal for free so that I can take people's money. <laughs> and then I would invest. I don't know about the rest of it. Well, I do have food and everything. So I guess... I don't know that I would need the rest. I might keep like 150 for reserve, but I would invest in Facebook ads because if I know nobody, because we're assuming too that Facebook is there. Yes, right? identical to <laughs> Yes. Okay. So Facebook is there. So I would invest it in Facebook ads because I don't have to know anybody to be reaching people with Facebook ads. And it is a great way to immediately start bringing people to my website, to my list, so that then I can get on the phone and I can start working with them, not wasting any time and start the fire. Start the fire, Allie. Entrepreneur on fire, woman on fire, Allie's on fire. The theme has just been amazing this entire time. Give Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, then share how we can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Be a weed. Remember that you are your own person and that, you know, you don't have to grow in a row, that it is okay to, to plant your seeds everywhere and anywhere possible um, so that you are spreading your guidance and you're really putting yourself out there. So be a weed. That's going to be a new one for your podcast, too. (laughs) (laughs) Allie, we really appreciate you joining us. And Fire Nation is well aware they can find the links to everything that we've talked about today by going to entrepreneuronfire.com slash Allie Rittenhouse. Thank you for being so generous with your time, expertise, experience. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much for having me. Fire Nation, you may have been hearing the buzz about Fire Nation Elite, and rightfully so. The path of an entrepreneur is lonely and scary, and Fire Nation Elite changes all that. I've created a two-minute video just for you at FireNationElite.com so you can find out exactly what our 100% support policy means. FireNationElite.com Thank you for joining us at EntrepreneurOnFire.com your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.